This is David Wheaton. The following is a TCW short take, a bite-sized highlight from the Christian Worldview radio program. You can hear the full program at thechristianworldview.org. Just explain for someone who hasn't followed the differences between Pentecostalism and, let's say, historic biblical Christianity, let's say evangelicalism or even fundamentalism, talk about some of the key differences, and then tell us more about how large a movement Pentecostalism has become worldwide. To begin with the second question, we can estimate from Pew Research and various other polls that uh, Pentecostal charismatic believers number somewhere between 540 million and, and 660 million. So it's a very large proportion of those who would claim some kind of evangelical faith. And uh, the Christianity that is now spreading, as missiologists would say, south and east, that is South America, uh, particularly sub-Saharan Africa and Asia, is predominantly of the Pentecostal kind, the charismatic kind. So even though there are plenty of other forms that are growing, the most explosive growth belongs to the charismatic form, and particularly in Africa, what we'd call the prosperity gospel kind. So what is the difference between Pentecostalism and what we might call um, classic Protestantism or a cessationist evangelicalism. The key difference is a different view in how the Holy Spirit operates today. Charismatic and Pentecostal theology, which essentially dates to the beginning of the 20th century, is the belief that all that you see in the transitional book of Acts continues today in the same or even in more intense forms. That is, we should expect manifestations of miracles. We should expect direct revelation. We should have the gift of tongues and its interpretation in our midst. We should expect that we have apostles amongst us today. So in many ways, the key distinction or even the key difference is the question of were the apostles a unique group of men with unique revelation and a unique role, and what went with them was tongues, prophecy, revelation, specific miracles, the outpouring of new revelation that became the New Testament, or is that office something that we should expect throughout church history into the present age? And the charismatic answer to that question would be, yes, we should expect all that the Holy Spirit did in uh, the book of Acts and in the first century and in the apostolic era continues with us today. There is no distinction. We should expect that there was no change at the end of the apostolic era. In fact, they would probably dispute the concept of an apostolic era. They would say, Today is the apostolic era. We still have apostles, we still have prophets, and all that happened then should happen now. A key verse is often Hebrews 13, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, forever. And so my charismatic friend will say to me, Jesus hasn't changed, has he? And so we should expect all that took place then to be taking place now. So in a nutshell, a cessationist would say, 
that at the close of the apostolic era, there were things that seized, that were complete, that were mature, and there's no indication in the New Testament that we should expect them to perpetuate throughout church history. The charismatic would say, no, we should expect them at all times, at all places, as long as the church is on earth. This has been a short take from the Christian Worldview radio program. To hear the full program and connect with this nonprofit radio ministry, go to thechristianworldview.org. I'm David Wheaton.